Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fans weren't panicking. That suggests they had a rational alternative to what they were doing. Fans were trying to save their lives and the lives of people around them. It was self-preservation. In the wake of the Astroworld Festival tragedy in Houston that resulted in at least nine deaths and hundreds of injuries, many are now left asking, was this preventable? And how do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Welcome to WBBM In-Depth. My name's Jill DeGroote. Today we're talking to crowd management expert Paul Wertheimer, CEO and founder of Crowd Management Strategies. Thanks so much for being here, Paul. Now, you're a nationally recognized crowd management expert. You have nearly 40 years of crowd management experience. Your company, which was founded in Chicago, has produced a widely circulated and referenced guidance on crowd management and crowd crush. What were your initial thoughts after first hearing about the Astroworld incident? I've seen it many times before. It was uh, a preventable crowd disaster. I've seen the operation plan or what I would call the crowd management plan for Astro World. It does not even mention the crowd. It does not even mention the crowd. So they didn't talk about crowd density, crowd capacity, Crowd surge, crowd crush, crowd collapse, crowd craze, moshing, crowd surfing, stage diving, no discussion about that. And as a result, the emergency plan had no direct recommendations what to do should there be a crowd issue. They specified no group or people responsible for monitoring or providing for the crowd management. It was a failure, a complete failure. Paul, why wouldn't a festival of this size and popularity have a crowd control strategy? Because often event organizers leave out things that are controversial. So they can claim later they weren't aware of the issue. It's kind of like a defense. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It doesn't work, but they do it. They figure if they don't acknowledge a problem, they won't be held responsible. In wake of this horrific tragedy, many people, especially Chicagoans, may be wondering, is Lollapalooza safe? Lollapalooza certainly 
has issues. Any festival that big that continues to grow, but the space that they have it in or the space that's available to enjoy the stages is limited, but the crowd grows, you have many challenges of crowd disorders. I'm not saying there will be one in Chicago. I'm just saying a standing, a large standing room festival of tens of thousands of fans has to be managed and the density has to be controlled. Now, so far, there haven't been, as far as I know, any major crowd issues, as far as I can recall. Maybe I'm wrong at Lollapalooza. So they've got to be diligent, trained security or crowd managers trained in understanding the signals of trouble that crowds can produce, understanding them early, taking attention and direction to mitigate these situations if they develop early, and having a proper emergency plan for situations that may get out of control. I know the investigation into this tragedy is still ongoing, but from what you've seen and read, what factors do you think contributed to the tragedy? I believe at this time that the concert disaster could have been prevented or mitigated before Travis Scott put his foot on the stage. Well, when looking at the failure of Astro World, of course, you, you start with the crowd management plan and it should outline what steps that will be taken to protect that crowd against known deadly hazards like crowd surge, <clears throat> crowd crush, crowd collapse, crowd craze, moshing, crowd surfing, stage diving, maybe if that goes on by the performer. What steps will be taken to mitigate or prevent those hazards? And who is responsible for those hazards? From there, you can develop an emergency plan. Should there be a problem, even after every effort was made to prevent any hazards? Neither existed. Acknowledgement of the crowd, I mean, after all, acknowledge of people and their safety is not even discussed. Therefore, the emergency plan couldn't address what happened. So in addition to that sinkhole of safety, we have security that wasn't properly placed and probably not trained or ordered to keep the crowd safe. They're all behind the barricade. Nobody was mon officially monitoring the crowd and no parties were looking after the safety of the crowd. And you have an artist who winds up crowds until they spin out of control. That's the kind of artist he is. He's not the first. He won't be the last. He's powerful. He's popular. So he comes on the stage, powerfully starts the show, and the people surge forward in a crowd craze. A crowd craze is when you move towards something of perceived value. But I say to you, the crowd problems could have been dealt with before Travis Scott put his foot on the stage. And look, don't get me wrong. Nobody, not the promoter, not the venue, not, not Travis Scott, not the fire chief or the police chief, nobody wanted anybody to die. But individually and as a group, they created an environment where people could die. 
And that's what happened. People died. Are there any techniques that can help someone who may be stuck in a crowd crush or crowd surge situation? Now, we officially don't know the cause of all these deaths, but more likely than not, it's asphyxia and cardiac arrest. Asphyxia, meaning you couldn't breathe. Uh, Cardiac arrest, meaning the pressure is so great that your heart stops pumping. It can't pump. So based on my experiences of being in crowd crushes and mosh pits, I developed this guidance on how I would get, how I got out of crowd crushes. But crowd crushes before they go over the top. Crowd crushes before you're trapped where you can't get out, period. You can't even lift your arms up. You, you, You can't move your feet. You're standing on someone else. You lose all control of your physical power. So what are those four things that I say you can do once you're actually trapped in a crowd crush? One is conserve your oxygen. Yelling and screaming for help is ineffective. People probably not more than three feet away are the only ones that can hear you and they're in the same shape you are. The danger, of yelling and screaming is that you're using up limited oxygen. And if you faint, you're gonna fall to the floor and you're not gonna be able to get up. Second, conserve your energy. Don't fight the crowd surging. You can't stop a thousand pounds of pressure or whatever it is against you. If there's crowd surging, you gotta let it pass through you as best you can but not knock you over. But don't stand straight and try to push back. The third thing is, if you fall, God forbid, to the floor or the ground, you want to, if you can, again, if you can, you want to get in a fetal position with your left side on the floor or the ground. Why your left side? Because your heart is on your left side. You want to protect your heart And of course, being on on your side helps protect your lungs. If you fall on your back, the fourth thing you can do is pray that people get to you in time to save you. That's it. That's all that's left to you at that point. That's realistic. When the Houston fire chief said, the fans panicked, I said to myself, This guy's never been in a crowd crush. Fans weren't panicking. That suggests they had a rational alternative to what they were doing. Fans were trying to save their lives and the lives of people around them. It was self-preservation that was going on. So the demonizing of the crowd was unfortunate coming from a public safety official. Paul, do you think any culpability falls on Travis Scott? There was a full court press to blame Travis Scott to make him the scapegoat. I have no connection with Travis Scott. I think his actions are deplorable. But he was a known party. He had a known history. This wasn't his first concert. We knew what he demanded from his audience and what he encouraged from his audience. 
the city police and fire went crazy this week, waving papers. Look, look at all these bad events. Look what he did in Chicago. Look what he did here. Look what he did there. Well, you should have known it or you did know it when you did a risk assessment in determining whether you were even going to do the event. It was a responsibility of public safety officials who approved the event or who have responsibility for the safety of the public to know this artist's history and the crowd history. And it was a responsibility of the promoter to have the same information, security and everything. But why did it take 40 minutes to stop the show? So there's all kinds of subterfuge going on here, unfortunately, in Houston. Look, Jillian, this is the dark underworld of the concert industry that you never see as a concert goer. Deaths have become business, uh, the cost of doing business. When I tell you these things, they're based on either my 30 years of reading documents and litigation, uh, my knowledge of uh, having served as a facility operator, uh, my knowledge is a concert goer because I actually, and I spent about 18 years in mosh pits. It's firsthand knowledge. That's where I learned. That's where I learned the fans aren't the problem. It's the environment in which they're placed. Thank you so much, Paul, for being here and for sharing your expertise. My pleasure. That was founder and CEO of Crowd Management Services, Paul Wertheimer. Thanks for tuning in to WBBM In-Depth. You can find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.